Tracing back to 18th century Russia, this style of attraction first relied on gravity to provide the thrills. Sleds and wheeled carts sent down hills of snow, reinforced by wooden supports, would be the inspiration for a billion-dollar industry hundreds of years later. Now, with innovations like interlocking loops, tubular steel tracks, and electromagnetic propulsion, the modern attraction is unrecognizable from those snowy days in Russia. This week on Slice of Disney, we welcome our very first guest, roller coaster scholar and real life brother, Brian Washington. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney obsessed enthusiast and real life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney goer and not member of the Washington family. Aw, what a bummer for you. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, every day I'm sad about it. I know. I, I. You have tears in your eyes right now. I see them. Do I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm really excited. Today we're having our first guest ever. We are. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, but because of, obviously, uh, pandemic reasons, we've been uh, kind of relegated to uh, just the two of us, which has been a delight, but time to get some more people in on this slice of Disney family. And uh, very excited to uh, be joined by our guest, who you will meet momentarily. Almost. It also felt special because it is the 25th episode of Slice mm -hmm. of Disney, so wanted to make it iconic. Yeah, and I think it's. I think this guest is uh, particularly good because, you know, this kind of came about like this whole podcast came about because of your love of Disney and your family's love of Disney. So it only felt appropriate to bring someone on who can offer a little bit of insight into that as well as some insight into roller coasters, which we know some about, but not as much as other people. I mean, I, you've heard our expertise on this podcast before. We're very technical. Right. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to check in and be like, how, how are you doing, Kelly? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Very, very <laughs> verbose answer there. <laughs> No, uh, you know, it's definitely super weird times right now. Um, definitely look forward to this every week. Yeah. Uh, I am. How are you? I'm good. I look out my window and like this is the first, probably the first time in like eight years I've really felt fall um, because oh, I've been living yeah. in LA and like it's getting gray out and it's darker early and it's kind of sad sometimes. I mean, I like the fall weather. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it is days like this that make me be like, oh, I remember those, uh, fun days at Disney where you're walking around and it's like hot, but like not that hot. And like, I'm going to go to the candy store again. So, you know, missing <laughs> fall, that kind of stuff. Fall at Disney is pretty magical. The, the decorations, it's always so special. And I feel you. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. You're wearing a hoodie. Like we're I used am. to finding a way to wear a t-shirt and shorts year round. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I did want to talk about uh, Disney did something pretty big this week and let go of tens of thousands of cast members. And yeah. our hearts are broken for them. Uh, I think that Disney doesn't work without the cast members. The cast members are what make going to the parks so special and know how to really elevate your trip. And it's going to be heartbreaking not to see some of those familiar faces. So we're very sad. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge hit and it's a bummer and it comes at a, a tough time when um, I think all of America is struggling with uh, with this pandemic, as we mentioned. Um, as you said, you know, it's so many of the stories you hear uh, people share are about like a really cool interaction that they had with a cast member. Um, it's and, and, and it sucks, you know, uh, like yeah. you said, arts go out to it and hopefully it's a short term um fix and they'll 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 hire them back but uh a lot of these people that's like a thing that's a really big part of their lives and what you what we've noticed is like we have cast members that listen to this show and that's cool uh and we want to get right you're like celebrities yeah and we want (laughs) to get uh we want to get those people on here as well um down the line so so yeah it's a huge bummer hopefully we get some positive news out of disney in the next you know coming weeks um as things kind of Hopefully they can write that ship, but uh, but definitely a huge bummer. We didn't want to not mention it. Yeah, it's hard to transition out of that because it is so sad, and then it you know it makes me miss the park so much. Uh, but let's try and keep it positive. We do have a very exciting episode to get to, and so I think we should do it. Yeah, I am super excited to welcome our very first guest ever. He um, happens to also be my brother. So welcome, Brian Washington. I think that's maybe the most excited you've ever been to uh, <laughs> to speak to me. This is true. This is true. <laughs> it's I, it's really exciting that you're doing this with us. Um, obviously, we've have 24 episodes so far. This is our 25th. Uh, it was exciting to finally dive into the world and bring someone else into our slice of Disney circle yeah I'm, I'm honored to be here so i know you uh but for our listeners who don't why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh sure why not uh so i'm brian washington kelly washington is my sister <laughs> will is not my brother nope uh, as as we covered um <laughs> i grew up with kelly and obviously had the same you know childhood experience of, of growing up and, and being infatuated with just just amusement park rides and obviously disney growing up uh in atlanta disney world was kind of like our our mecca that we were always going to annually um and that definitely kept my love of amusement parks growing and it really nurtured that that passion over time um uh so much so i went to uh school for mechanical engineering uh with the sole goal in mind of pursuing a career in designing these rides yeah, I was I was curious personally, like what is that like end goal, right? Like what is the what's the dream job um, after you get that? Is it like Imagineer because that would be my guess, but I'm not in that world. It, it's it's the exact correct guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nailed it. And like those of you who who know Kelly also know, you know, she has kind of what you would call a background in the entertainment industry, right? <laughs> um, so that also you know rubbed off on me, and I, you know, I. Spent a lot of time in school in our broadcast program. Uh, I also grew kind of this love for storytelling and movie making. Uh, so when you put my love for thrill rides and engineering together with the love for storytelling and entertainment, what do you get? You get Disney World. That is the most true statement. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, man, that's like the only thing that just puts those, marries those two ideas together so well. Um, so yeah, being, being a Disney Imagineer, I think would be the coolest thing in the world, but I still would be happy doing anything, uh, <laughs> in, in, in that industry, right? Like, yeah, I don't have to be, <laughs> well, that tells me a little bit about where you're at now. Where did your love of roller coasters start? 
So I think I owe a lot of it to a guy called, his name is Chris Sawyer. And if you don't know who that is, he is the guy who created Roller Coaster Tycoon. Maybe the world's greatest video game. I was going to ask. I put it in the notes. Uh, did you play Roller Coaster Tycoon? So aggressively much. Like, like I, I think I owned Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 on like four different mediums over time. And, you know, would put hundreds of hours on each, right? So I had it, I had it in CD-ROM. I have it on Steam digitally. I had it on my phone. Doesn't matter. Always played it. You know, I think the thing that I learned most about Roller Coaster Ty- Tycoon is like supply and demand, right? It was one of those things where it's like, oh, it's raining in the parks. I can jack up the price of those umbrellas. Like that's <laughs> that's the only thing I remember from it. That's what's so good about it is it's also just a really well-designed tycoon game. Yeah. Oh my and, God, uh, I never thought about that. Tycoon. I'm not kidding. I just was like, you make a theme park. I didn't realize like roller coaster tycoon. Like you're becoming a tycoon. Yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. No, it's great. I love you gotta love those light bulb moments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh um I-, I wanted to ask. Uh obviously we have um you know, those of us that are part of this podcast being me, um have have <laughs> heard a lot about Kelly's obsession with Disney uh, and that the family also is pretty obsessed with Disney and has a lot of stuff too, but I don't know how true that really is. So like you grew up with Kelly. What's your take? What's, what's the brother's take on Kelly's obsession with Disney? <laughs> uh, Kelly definitely, I would say is, uh, is the class of the family. She, mm-hmm. uh, she, she ranks the highest in terms of her love for Disney. Uh, Cause I would say Kelly's love for Disney is kind of like like what drew her to the parks and the parks are what drew me to Disney. So I kind of feel like I have an opposite sort of impression where like I love Disney because I love what they make, right? I love mm-hmm. the amusement parks. It means I love all these properties. They obviously make good movies and everything too. Like that's sure. that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's like where my passion comes from. Uh, and and Kelly's has always been, I feel like, more of the characters and the stories, and then seeing those come to life is like definitely what makes where her love for the parks comes from, right? And you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but no, that's that's pretty good. And then I also uh, love thrills, and that's I've always been a, a roller coaster person myself, uh, not quite to the same extent. But Brian, what would you say is your earliest memory? of roller coasters well so what's kind of fun is i actually don't have it in terms of uh i've been told about me not being tall enough to ride roller coasters and our parents taking us to hershey park so (laughs) that i could ride roller coasters because hershey park i guess back in the 90s just didn't have height restrictions on some of the roller coasters i i don't know (laughs) that's great i don't i guess it was lawless up there i i don't know in Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania. I can't speak to Hershey Park in the ninety. In Hershey, Pennsylvania, no laws, just chocolate. Um, <laughs> but I have been told that so many times, and I have absolutely no memory of Hershey Park. I couldn't tell you anything about me being there. Do you so, think maybe it's like maybe it's like head trauma, like <laughs> because you were too short to ride the rides? You ride I was too anyways? short, so yeah, <laughs> that or they had to like Men in Black wipe it afterward. Like, don't tell anyone, kid. So I don't. I guess I'm missing that. Um, and I think my earliest memory of roller coasters, the one that stands out to me the most is we used to go to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg every year. Um, and there's this ride called Apollo's Chariot. Uh, it's a, a B&M hyper coaster, right? So it's one of those 
tall. I don't know how else to describe it. Just a big roller coaster, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. For those of us that don't know what a B&M hypercoaster is. Quick background. In terms of uh, roller coaster manufacturing, there's kind of two big names in, in roller coaster manufacturing. There's B&M and there's Intamin. And uh, what's kind of fun is B&M is actually uh, two employees from Intamin eventually split off, created their own roller coaster company. So it all kind of comes from the same place. Uh, and they're all Swiss companies. Um, and those are like the big names in roller coasters. And a hypercoaster is a roller coaster uh, over 200 feet. And I think Apollo's Chariot is actually like 180 feet, but the drop is over 200 feet because it goes like slightly below ground. Interesting. Um, which I think makes it technically qualify. Uh, it doesn't have any <laughs> loops. It's just about airtime. Uh, and what airtime is, just another little tidbit for you, is airtime is that that moment of weightlessness that you get when you crest a hill, right? You hit like a zero G moment. And for roller coaster fans, that's like, that's the sauce right there. That's what everyone <laughs> wants, right? That's that's what we're all looking for is you want that weightless feeling. Um, so these roller coasters are kind of like, you know, just one after the other, punch, punch, punch uh, of, of airtime. Um, and so that was like, I was so excited to be able to ride it. I think I was like six or seven years old. And uh, we, we get there and, you know, they stop me. They're like, hey, you got to stand next to this this stick here that tells us how tall you are so that we can make sure. And I was like, this is nothing like Hershey Park. <laughs> um, and so I walk up and they check and it just grazes my hair. Like just just that little bit. I had, I had spiky hair back then. Mm-hmm. Um, we all did. And, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, I'm sorry, it has to like touch you your hair does not count as part of you and we were just like man this is this is the worst thing as i was so excited uh and then i want to say it was our cousin james who hatched the idea of wait wait, wait, wait. we'll go to the bathroom we'll get all of the paper towels and we will stuff your shoes full of paper towels (laughs) to give you just that extra boost to be able to ride the ride um and uh we did go to the bathroom and stuff my shoes full of paper towels. Uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough. I had to wait. I had to wait another year. But I feel like that's my first memory. I love roller that coaster story. fandom. <laughs> yeah, I was really wondering, like, if the, if the people that were like, oh, this kid's back. He magically grew a couple of years. <laughs> I, I don't even remember if we, like, checked to be like, this is a different person. Or the person was like, honestly, I just don't want the liability. Like, if you hit yeah. it, I'll say, eh, he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and it's funny that one of your first roller coaster memories is actually not a Disney one. It's a different theme park. Yeah, because I think, I think it's like when people think of Disney, right? Like, roller coaster isn't the first thing that comes to mind. People don't normally think of the thrill rides. Um which is kind of funny because uh, Disney is actually, in a way, kind of the the grandfather of roller coasters because the first tubular steel track roller coaster, the first steel roller coaster, right, which is what all modern roller coasters are based on, was the Matterhorn bobsleds. So the first mountain, the first mountain. Uh, so they kind of kicked off that whole, you know, that was kind of like the the catalyst, I guess, right? That just made everything take off. And then we went from, you know, roller coasters were, like you said, just kind of little mine carts basically in Russia uh, <laughs> to, you know, and then and then we, we had some wooden roller coasters. They were, you know, hitting 70 feet, 80 feet, whatever, right? And then, you know, we were like, wait a minute, what if we use like better materials and like, you know, actually... <laughs> actually engineered these and put a put a lot more effort into it and then you know within within years it's just like boom 200 feet 
300 feet. We're up to 400 feet. <laughs> so is is the invention of steel or is the inclusion of steel is that like the, the biggest change or the biggest change in the development of roller coasters or are there other like innovations that are more prominent? I would say that's definitely like the big moment when when roller coasters started being strictly that's tubular steel tracks. That was when it went from kind of like your, you know, Coney Island. Oh, there's like one here and there um, to like, no, 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 this is something big. This is something that we can put everywhere and something that that people will stand and look at in awe of like, oh, my gosh, that thing is so big. And, you know, then then we were allowed to include inversions and all these different technologies kind of came after that. Right. Sure. So I would I would say that's the biggest. And then now, you know, we're we're coming into a whole different kind of renaissance of things. Um, there's a company called RMC that's a Rocky Mountain Construction in Colorado that is actually taking all these old wooden roller coasters and they're kind of revitalizing them to what we call hybrid roller coasters. Um, so they're putting steel track on this wooden framework. All these old wooden roller coasters, instead of having to tear it down or you know constantly maintain it, they're like, well, what if we use the framework and just add these really cool steel structures on top? Um, and so that's we get all these really cool looking wooden roller coasters that have that loud, shaky you know, vibe that everyone thinks of when they think of a wooden roller coaster, but they can include inversions and all these crazy dips and banks. Um, we, so definitely... That's cool. We rode one uh, like that. Where was that? Was that in New Jersey? So I think actually what you're thinking of is El Toro, arguably one of the greatest wooden roller coasters ever made. But it actually isn't one of the RMC kind of revitalized ones. I don't know if you and I have been on that together. Uh, at our Six Flags, they redid the Cyclone. Now it's Twisted Cyclone. And I think they did the same thing to Colossus, right? Is what it's called. It, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Oh, the big yeah. And now that's Twisted Colossus, right? Yes. So uh, if you've seen that, that's RMC coming in and revitalizing all these old because because colossus is the one that burned down and they're like oh no what do we do with this Uh, (laughs) and instead they turned it into a a cool roller coaster so so when brian and i when i have gone to theme parks with him because again it it became a thing where my family would go to national park theme park national park theme park and brian was always pointing out different um facts about rides as we passed them uh, one of the times we were at Six Flags Magic Mountain in California, there's a roller coaster that basically just has like a loop. Yeah, the revolution. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that was the first loop. It was. And what, what we loved about it is if you ever ride revolution, um, it, it really hypes up the loop, right? So in back in the day, I'm sure this was a huge deal. But now, you know, a loop isn't something that that's out of place on a roller coaster. We're pretty used to seeing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you're riding Revolution, you hit like this whole run right before the loop that's like the loop is coming. Get ready for the loop. Race (laughs) for loop. Loop is going to happen. And then the loop happens and you're like, wow, that was the same as all the other loops. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That sounds like the kind of thing I would need. Um, yeah, so I, I did want to ask, like, since you have since you have a lot of knowledge of roller coasters, I am not uh, good with roller coasters, uh, but I would like to get better. Um, I've sure. done done most of the Disney roller coasters, but they're not like it's not not my favorite thing to go on all the time. But that, like, what would be like the next step up from a Disney roller coaster if I'm trying to get to the point to where I enjoy <laughs> things like you're looking the for like Toro. the gateway drug? Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's a good question. I think I think what's always interesting is that like 
and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, inversions always scare people, right? Like mm-hmm. loops, the thought of going upside down is something that seems to stress out a lot of people who yeah. are scared of roller coasters. Uh, and so, right. And, and people, people are uncomfortable with that idea, but I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the impression that anyone who rides these rides actually gets. Once you kind of get over that hump, you're like, you don't even notice it, right? Mm. So like, yeah, if you're going, you know, on the loop in the revolution, for example, there's so much centripetal force that you experience going through that loop that, you know, people I feel like are scared of like, when I go upside down, am I just going to fall out, right? Am I just going to lift out of my seat and crash, you know, into the (laughs) ground below? And it's like, you're being pressed so hard into your seat that you don't even know, it doesn't even feel like you're upside down, right? Sure. Did you ever, uh, did you read Ender's Game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like Ender's Game, that's how they do the gravity in that, right? Is that they right. have like the spin. I don't think the science exactly. checks out in Ender's Game, but at the same time, the gravity makes you feel like you're on the outside and you can walk Right, around. that idea actually, yeah. yeah, very much is like the idea of artificial gravity is if we could have, you know, a spinning frame of reference, you would feel that gra- like artificial gravity because you're being, you know, pressed okay. towards the surface as it's spinning. Um, well, now I'm good. So that- Let's go. I'm ready to go on the big scary ones. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, for me, the bigger, the faster, the more aggressive I'm in, some of these older ones freak me out because they're like, okay, my head is going to be in so much pain when this is done because mm. <laughs> it's so rickety that I feel <laughs> I have the opposite. Like, I want big, fast because I trust it. I trust this. <laughs> this is. You're like, that's been over engineered, but this one was yes. built in 1928 and I don't trust it. <laughs> and, you know, in talking about Disney, we have done an episode on Matterhorn. We've done an episode on Everest to the first one to the 18th mountain. Totally different, even though they're both snowy. Right. Like, Same theme, different feel altogether. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, that's, there were many years between them. While we're talking technical stuff, smart people, knowing how Zoom Zoom works, uh, what, what do you think the average guest does not know about roller coasters? Uh, well, Zoom Zoom is definitely something I don't think I'm an expert on. It. I mean, I, it's, that's that's out of my scope. Uh, <laughs> zoom Zoom, loop loop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like most people understand the premise because what's so cool about roller coasters, I think, a lot of the time is it's used as like everyone's introduction to physics, right? They're like, look, physics can be cool and exciting. It makes roller coasters, right? So uh, you know, the majority of roller coasters, it's like you're on a chain, pulled up a lift hill, and then you have X amount of potential energy at the top of the hill, right? And that energy we're about to translate into kinetic energy to make you go zoom, zoom, which again, (laughs) it's a little complicated, but But that potential energy from the top of the hill has to get you to the end of the ride, right? And so that's, it's as simple as that. And a lot of people I feel like don't think about, there's nothing powering a roller coaster apart from that, you know, potential energy at the top of the hill. That is so wild to me. I think about it's that. It's just gravity. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't consider that. Like, I mean, it makes sense when you put it that way. But like, I didn't think about that very first part has to give you all the energy to get to the end of it. So. Yep. And so you know that's what I feel like in your you know first physics textbooks textbooks it's like yeah, this is potential energy. It turns into kinetic energy, and so this much potential has to 
get you to the end. It has to give you enough kinetic energy to make it to the end. So, uh, yeah. And then you'll notice like, you know, there's never a hill that's taller than the first hill, right? Because you're losing a little bit of that energy to friction and whatever, right? Sure. Drag. Um, and so, you know, every, uh, every hill after that has to be kind of calculated to be like, okay, we still have this much energy to get us to the top of this next hill or to the top of this loop. And that has to make it all the way to break run at the end. You know, there's different ways to get up that hill and to start the ride energy wise. Would you like to go further into that? Oh, I think I know what you hinting at. Oh, oh, you think? <laughs> oh, we're working on my transitions, you know. <laughs> so, so you're hinting to, yeah, we see a lot more in modern rides. Uh, you see launches a lot more frequently, right? Which is another way of us inputting energy to get that kinetic energy to have us through there. And you, it can be powered then, right? In a sense, right? Like when it's going through its normal run, doing loops, whatever, still no power. It just has to use the energy it has. Uh, but we can have launches in the middle of the ride. So there'll be rides with multiple launches. Um, like Slinky Dog. Like Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog has a couple. Yes. Um, and uh, Slinky Dog is a ride at Hollywood Studios that uh, just opened a few years back in Toy Story Land. Yes. Yes, it is. Check it out. I didn't know if you guys were doing like a family code name for a ride or if it was the actual <laughs> name for a ride. Uh, I think it's it called... Like so Will is unaware of the Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it is Slinky know. Dog Dash. It's a great ride. And, you know, again, you're going to have to watch a YouTube video on it, Will, eventually. Sure. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to watch the po that, that's a good way for to get over a fear of roller coasters is just watch a lot of those povs i have been YouTube, watching them. you know <laughs> most of the ones that we've been watching are like dark though like they'll go into like they go into the caves and then you can't see anything or like rock and roll it's like i can't see i see signs yeah it's it's yeah, definitely so, not the same experience yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know i'm trying at least <laughs> then you can kind of know what to expect i guess yeah <laughs> um, are there di- like what are, is it worth talking about like the specific different types of launches? Yeah, that's what sure. I was, that's what I wanted him to do. Yeah, so I was thinking. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I feel like the most common one we see uh, it's it's a system called LSMs, right, which stands for linear synchronous motor, um, and so kind of the TL TLDR of that is it's a series of electromagnets, right, and on roller coaster trains there are rare earth magnets that are just permanent magnets. Um, and those are actually used to, uh, to break the roller coaster at the end, right? Because when they come through, basically what happens is there's, you know, this shape, a U shape? of, of ma- mm-hmm. other magnets, right? Mm-hmm. Just it's, well, it's, it's like they're two parallel plates, right? And then the roller coaster has a break thin on the bottom. And when it passes over these other magnetic plates, right, they're all permanent magnets, but it's going to induce uh, a magnetic force that actually slows down the ride. So when a roller coaster breaks, there's never actually like any like calipers in your car, right? There's nothing actually touching. Uh, it's just magnetic force that's slowing down the roller coaster. That's cool. Um, and wow. because they're permanent magnets, they, they cannot fail, right? right. There's no, nothing powering it. So even if, you know, the park lost electricity for whatever reason, those permanent magnets are still going to slow down the roller coaster. Uh, and so the idea kind of behind the LSMs is the inverse. If we can use you know, magnetics to slow down the roller coaster. What if we used a magnetic force to speed up the roller coaster, right? Because everyone knows, uh, you know, opposite sides of the magnet are going to attract. Same size of the magnet, going to repel, right? Yeah. So uh, with LSMs, you have this big series of electromagnets, and we're going to power one up one after the other, 
and then the magnets on the roller coaster are going to get a push, right? So we're going to maybe induce like the same polarity uh, in one electromagnet, and then that'll kind of give the roller coaster a shove. And then we're going to keep activating each magnet in series after that in really quick succession to get the roller coaster to just accelerate really violently. Um, and so that's kind of the concept behind linear synchronous motors. And what are some examples of rides that do that? Uh, so like Slinky Dog Dash is a really great one that she gave. Um, California Screamin', I guess now Incredicoaster. Um, it's still California Screamin' to me because I haven't been on the Incredicoaster yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, Rock and what? Roller Coaster too, right? Rock and Roller Coaster, yeah. yeah. Another great example. It's definitely, I would say, the most common launch system that we see. What um, What about uh, some ones that aren't Disney? Like is Kingdom, or what is the one at um, at Six Flags, the big one? King Ka. Yeah. yeah. So King Ka is the tallest roller coaster in the world. Um, and so King Ka actually uses, and it's it's a rare bird, right? Uh, now there's not zero of these. There's a handful because it's more expensive. It's harder to maintain. Um, but it uses what's called a hydraulic launch system. Uh, and uh, it's similar to what you see on aircraft carriers, actually, that launch the jets off the front of the aircraft carrier. Oh, That's, That's cool. where the inspiration came from. They were like, hey... If they're just catapulting, you know, these big old jets off the edge, you know, to hit takeoff speed, what if what if that was a ride for everybody? <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's the idea behind these. So King to cause what we call a stratocoaster, which is a continuous circuit ride that eclipses 400 feet. Uh, and so King to cause, like we said, is the tallest roller coaster in the world. It's 456 feet. Uh, and that sounds really scary. So, Will, as, uh, as, as you said, as someone who's scared of roller coasters, that sounds intimidating, but it's over so fast you wouldn't even be able to tell. I'm not going to lie. I pulled up a YouTube video to watch it while uh, you're explaining this, and it looks very scary. So. <laughs> it's, it's quite shocking when you see it and how tall it is, but it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like... It's like if we just condensed a roller coaster into like 15 seconds, we're like, you just get it all over the way. All well, out of the way in one shot. It's yeah. just all the adrenaline. All... <laughs> well, one thing I will say is like I didn't, you know, as someone that doesn't go on them a lot, and then I was learning more about them. I didn't really realize how much it is just physics, right? So like that oh, yeah. actually makes me feel more comfortable about it. Like the ma- <laughs> like the magnet stuff you're talking about. I was like, yeah, of course. So that's just those are the laws of physics that we know, and they won't fail. Um, so that's yeah. Great. This is all the stuff that got me so interested. I feel like over time with like, wow, there's really cool applications for physics and math. And I'm like, wow, this was something that was engineered. I want to know how to do that. Right. It's less me being worried. Like now I'm like, okay, well, it's not just somebody was like, well, if we just shoot it over this way and then like have the electricity come on and break it, then I'm like, well, that could fail. <laughs> but like, I know magnets aren't going to. So that's the idea. It's encouraging. I've tried to, uh, in my Disney obsession and theme park obsession, I've tried to get friends or significant others into what I like. And I have to say that a handful of the guys that I seriously dated were terrified of roller coasters. And I'd always be like, look, it's the same thing. Like, it, honestly, driving a car is way scarier. I, oh, way more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, I promise you that there's no way this can fail. And they're making sure. And instead, I would have some wimpy men being like, ah, I'm scared. And to be fair, I, Kelly, you are a scaredy cat in the car. So... <laughs> Exactly, because cars are scary. 
cars. She's got a point. Yeah, way scarier. No, that's that's oh my fair. god, I, I, you know, there's way too many factors in cars. I am. I'm like such a grandma driver. <laughs> I read a stat somewhere, and I, I wish I could cite where, but uh, you know, everyone has that fear of being injured or falling out of a roller coaster. Uh, and the stat is that like you're more likely to be injured from a folding lawn chair than you are <laughs> a roller coaster. Wow. So like your odds are you're, you're pretty safe. Okay. Well, it either that. means that or it means you should fear folding lawn chairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I uh, know which one I'm choosing. Are there are there any other launch uh, or is that the two main ones? Those are definitely the two most common systems. Uh there was another system that uh actually used compressed air. Uh, so there was just a big accumulation tank of compressed air, and then like it would just pneumatic. like release. Yeah, yeah, it was in, just pneumatics would just punch it, right? Uh, and so those were the fastest accelerating roller coasters, uh, but they were really not reliable, and were kind of pushing that threshold of like such violent acceleration <laughs> that like it was uncomfortable, right? Uh, for most people. Um, well, what? What do you think, technically speaking, is the coolest roller coaster? Is the coolest roller coaster. From like a technical standpoint. Yeah. So I'm always really impressed by X2 and that. So those are called fourth dimension roller coasters, right? So X2, really quick, is a roller coaster at Magic Mountain Six Flags uh, in California. Yeah. There was a time it was just X, but then it got a sequel. Uh, which which just means that they spruced it up and called it X2. Uh, but so it's called a fourth dimension roller coaster. Uh, and the reason that is, is most roller coasters, right, just have three dimensions, right? They got the X, Y, and the Z. They can go up, down, left, right, and they can bank, right? But the fourth dimension roller coaster <laughs> adds another thing where not only is the roller coaster going up and down and doing loops, but your seat, also rotates a full 360 degrees. So while you're doing a loop, your seat can be doing a loop in the other direction. And it's the most just disorienting experience. Uh, And it it uses an extra track, right? So there's a track next to the main track that uh, changes ever so slightly. So the seats aren't actually powered because remember the roller coaster doesn't get its power from the track. So the way these seats rotate is that second track on the inside changes ever so slightly, and that's that's connected to a bar that rotates the seat, right? So it's it's mechanically rotating the seat as it goes through the track, and it's just the most intense and wild experience. Uh, and at the same time, they add like flames, and there's music going on, and of it course. really really yeah. pluses up that experience. <laughs> you can't really but, have um, a ride like that without fire, you know? Of course. Um, it's definitely like a directed by Michael Bay kind of roller coaster. Um, so a big, big fan. Um, I really wish we had more of those, but it's, what's cool about roller coasters is no, there's ideas are always being tried out. You know, there's roller coasters where like, what if this segment of track just fell like tower of terror, right? So sometimes you'll, it'll come to a little stop and you're like, Oh no, what's going to happen. And then the entire track just falls. And I'm like, that's who is thinking of these ideas, right? There's so many creative ways to use just what is essentially a train. Which um, there is a ride like this. And Brian, knowing that my mom <laughs> uh, would probably not be into suddenly being dropped out of nowhere, 
decided that he wasn't going to tell her. He's like, no, this ride is totally fine. You're going to enjoy it. And like literally almost gave our mom a heart attack. Uh, (laughs) I I have a distinct memory of like that happening and just hearing a voice behind me say, I hate you. (laughs) Um, Uh, It's what's it called? It's called Verbolton. uh, And that's at Busch Gardens in Williamsburg. Uh, is the one that we've done that does that. And I won't spoil other roller coasters that do that because I want other people to hate me too. Um, <laughs> but it, it is something that happens. So be on the lookout. You've named a, diff- a couple different kinds of roller coasters. What's your favorite style? Yeah, I would say it's when you go on a lot of roller coasters, right? There, there does, a lot of them tend to just blend together, right? So I wouldn't say I have one style that's my favorite my favorite is always something that surprises me, right? So whenever whenever something so just like creative or exciting is used in a way. So like to me, you know, the biggest and the tallest roller coaster, cool, isn't that different. So like a 350 foot roller coaster isn't that different from a 320 foot roller coaster, right? You're not going to yeah. notice those 30 feet. They just like to claim it's taller. Um, which so it's like yeah that's still exciting but that's not going to be the thing that really hits home with me right so Everest is a really good example of such a like if you stripped away the theming it's not the world's most exciting roller coaster but what makes it so cool is it takes you to this place and you know you get to that end of the track section that's broken and you're like whoa what's gonna happen next the ride goes backwards it's like telling you kind of this little story and taking you on an adventure while you're experiencing the thrill of riding a roller coaster. Um, And so I think that's really cool. I think whenever, you know, like we talked about the track segment that just drops below you, you're like, that's genius and terrifying. Right. Uh, So whenever there's just something that keeps you surprised, something that keeps you like guessing or really just draws you into the experience. um, That's great. So Yeah. And what's great is because that's always changing. There's always going to be something new that does that. Right. Uh, do you have a all-time favorite ride? And I know we're focusing on roller coasters, but thrill rides can be included in that too. I have a handful that I say are my favorite. Okay, you can give, uh, and I, you can give I, us a handful. I, I just can't decide if it's like mostly nostalgia or not. But... <laughs> That's fair. I think, I think maybe the best ride, one of the best rides at least, right, was the original Test Track. Oh, um, yeah. Such a brilliant ride, right? That kind of educated you on what it was like, you know, to put a car through its paces, what what it had to go through to actually end up on the road. And it was a thrilling experience at the same time. It was, you know, it had humor, had like the near miss with a semi. And, you know, it taught you about <laughs> anti-lock brakes. And you're like, this is great. <laughs> you know, uh, the exciting thing of anti-lock brakes. Most people would be like, I don't care about that at all. But they're like, what if we showed it to you? And then you're like, honestly, now I'm really because, you know, 10 year old me was like, now I really know what anti-lock brakes are because I was engaged in this experience. For those who don't know, uh, Test Track is a ride at Epcot. We have not gotten to that episode, but we will because it is, as he said, a great ride. All right. What's your next one? Uh, So after that, I would say I'm just a real sucker for Space Mountain. I, I love it so much. And the sacrilegious thing that I think is uh, the one in Florida is superior to the one in California, um, which I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for. But I think <laughs> the bobsled style track, especially if you're sitting in that front car, 
where it's just you and black space is one of the coolest and most exciting experiences you can have. It's just you and the track, baby. It's just you and Space Mountain. <laughs> Whatever a Space Mountain is, it's you and that <laughs> in the dark with cool space noises, you know, happening around you. You know, you don't know what way it's going to turn or drop. It's all just catching you off guard. That sounds great. I've only done the one in California, but that makes it like now I want to do the one in Florida. The one in California is still good. I shouldn't like say no, it's, it's okay. bad or anything. It's I okay. Just you hate it. That's fine. I'm going to let it know. <laughs> And what would be your last one? Then I want to go on just like pure roller coaster. And I do think X2 is like the coolest, just there you go. pure thrill ride experience I've had, right? Where it's just adrenaline the whole way through. Tons of airtime. You're like basically free fall 200 feet. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's all while, you know dumb music and flame effects are going on around you i'm like this is this is what it's all about <laughs> it's i love that i like that you have a melting pot of rides and it's funny because i wanted to ask you what your favorite disney ride is but you, I, I gave you a couple there. i know like two two of your all-time favorites are at disney and that's i think that says a lot that yeah the thrill is so much fun but the attention to detail and doing all those extra little things make rides even more special in my opinion, that's what really sets them apart is is it gives you that full engaging experience that it's it is thrilling, but it's more than that, right? Because right. there is kind of a limit to the thrills. You know, we've been on the King to Call, we've been on the tallest roller coaster, and it's really exciting. But it's never gonna be my favorite, right? Because right. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna notice any new little details about it. It's like, no, it's this is the same ride. <laughs> Well, I, I can, if I can ask a question, I think what you're describing there, I think, is one of the appeals of Disney, right? Is the fact that we have there is that attention to detail, there is the like uh, narrative that goes along with the ride. Is there something though that you think that Disney could pull from some of these other parks that you would like to see more of from a technology standpoint or from from a ride standpoint um, that you'd like to see them bring to uh, the Disney themed parks? Yeah, I do think I really like. And not everyone will agree with me, I guess, that Disney is kind of bringing in more of the thrill ride kind of mentality. Because I think just Disney does such a good job with them. Um, so there's like that new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that's going up in, in uh, Epcot in Florida. Um, that's going to be the world's largest indoor roller coaster. Oh, and cool. I know so little about it because they're not telling us that much now. It's still a long way off. But we know it's going to be the largest indoor roller coaster going to have lots of the launches we talked about and i just know you know it's going to tell this really crazy kooky guardians of the galaxy story um and i do think just incorporating more of those like thrills along with the storytelling is what makes like these really special rides um things that like people you know want to do with their kids people want to you know have their friends come to like no you got to see this it's this crazy cool experience and it's a thrill you know so even if you're not, even if you don't care about the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, it's like, no, this is still an engaging and fun attraction that, you know, we want to keep coming back to. The perfect example of that, I would say, is Avatar and Flights of Passage. I don't know many people who are like super passionate about Avatar. Most people aren't, I would say. <laughs> but this ride is, I, I think, one of the best rides I've ever been on in my I it's just life changing. And I know that sounds crazy, but it is. It, and it really makes you just want to, you know, see Vaco. See Vaco. Rise to the challenge. <laughs> it's phenomenal. And then you see all these people with all this Avatar merch. And again, I don't think they have this merch because of the movies. 
No, it's because oh. they're having a good time in a unique place. I'm sorry, single movie. We still haven't released the other ones. They're coming. They're going to be amazing. <laughs> in 2056. <laughs> okay, is there a ride that you have not been on that's like a bucket list that you know, like like you have a do you have a bucket list of rides and if so like what's your ultimate like awesome ride you have to get on that's a good question that's tough um because i would say the things that are the highest on my bucket list is i've never been and obviously i know you haven't either to the disney parks outside of the u.s um and so i think like journey to the center of the earth um and disney sea yeah right which is that same supposedly like test track ride system i try a little bit on rides i like genuinely get a little excited about to like avoid spoilers almost which sounds <gasps> so lame that right like <laughs> yeah I, I do the same thing <laughs> it's it's like it's like i just don't want that experience to be like i don't want to know what's coming i love seeing it for the first time the way they wanted me to right so like that flight of passage i had no idea what it even was right right i'm like no i just don't i know it's gonna be cool i'll just i'll just get there when i get there and then you know you see that ride system and then you bet you're on the back of the mighty ikran and like oh you know, it's, it's amazing it's breathing beneath you and you're like this is this is nuts yeah, so you, you think some of the other Disney parks and some of those Yeah, rides. like, and, and I think I'd really love to see, like, Phantom Manor and, like, oh, you know, the... Uh, don't get me started. We, yeah. We're going to run out of time. <laughs> um, so, I, I again, I think just those rides that are engaging and thrilling are what get me the most excited. So, uh, you know, obviously the other Disney parks, um, I haven't gotten to do the, uh, the Hagrid's ride into the Forbidden Forest uh, at Universal in Florida. And I hear it's, you know, incredible and have avoided what I can. Yeah, it better be incredible but... for $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> and like an 11 hour wait. Yeah. Okay, well, this is a question Will always asks me. And so I'm going to ask you. Oh, boy. It's the end of the day. You're exhausted. You've been at the parks all day. But every single ride has a 10 minute wait. What do you go on? And this is Disney? Yes, it's Disney. But we'll suddenly pretend like all the Disney America <laughs> parks are in one place and you can get to all of them. Right, quickly. right. I, I gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm just such a sucker for Space Mountain. I, I have like an unlimited just like thirst for that ride. I don't know why I could just never get tired of it. I love it. There you There's go. There's nothing even particularly special. It just... It, it hits me right here, you know? I feel I, you. I think it's the music. I don't know if the music's the same in it, Walt it Disney totally World. It totally might be the music. But in, in the California one, I just like, oh, it's, this is dope synth. I'm in. It slaps, it slaps real it hard. Does, it does. So I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to slap my endorsement on that. I like it. Yeah, good choice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, yeah, I, I pretty much have to. I'm your brother, right? I had to be here. <laughs> And you wanted to. I'm. It was really fun getting to uh, learn a little bit more of the technical stuff. And yeah, hopefully I didn't screw any of that up. <laughs> no, <laughs> any, anyone who fact checks me, like I have it coming. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, he didn't discuss the zoom zooms and the whip whips as much, you know. But well, that, I, that was outside my scope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. Uh, hopefully, we can have you on again to talk more about roller coasters and Disney stuff. 
Yeah, when the new Guardians opens. Oh, that'd be uh, really cool. Yeah. I think I think that opens around the same time the next Avatar movie comes out. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, we'll still have this podcast, I'm sure. So. Yep. We're going on forever. Uh, well, thank you so much to all of you for listening. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with all of your friends. And if you want to reach out to engage with us, we love hearing from fans. Uh, so you can do that on all the social media platforms. Uh, Slice of Disney on Facebook and Instagram. Slice underscore of underscore Disney on Twitter. And of course, you can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Uh, I, we had so much fun having a guest. We would love to have more. So please uh, reach out if you're interested in talking about Disney with us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.